I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I was a disc jockey for a long time. A disc jockey's life is not secure. One day you're delivering commercials, and the next day you're delivering pizza. And for years, I was a clinical hypnotist, too. When I closed the office, I told my friends it was because I got carpal tunnel in my watch-dangling arm. But the, the real fact of the matter was I, I closed the office because I got completely burned out. Let me tell you, 18 years is a lot of putting people to sleep, deep sleep. And through all of those years, all of those laughs and tears and all of that time, my lady wonder wench has always stood by me with never a whimper, except when I'm driving the car. She turns on me when I'm driving, I'm telling you. My soft, loving, beautiful, faithful, smart, wonderful wonder wench. One or two wheels come up off the ground going around a corner and she shrieks, you wouldn't believe it. Bump up on the sidewalk to avoid a red light and she hollers, watch out! scares the life out of you, even when I don't hit something. And one wrong turn getting off the highway, just because it happens to be an on-ramp, you wouldn't believe how she criticizes my driving. It is so enthusiastic, it's, it's like a single word coming out of her mouth. My buddy Al says maybe it's a good thing for us because we don't keep petty annoyances to ourselves. He says, you guys get together and shout things out while you're in the car. And we do. Al's wife, Fiji, doesn't get to do that anymore for him. Actually, she does, but now he has a convertible and he drives with the top down all the time, so he can't hear what she's saying, even in January. Obviously, there are better ways than yelling to work out your petty annoyances. I told you, you're listening to Mr. Push-Ups here, making fingerprints on the carpet, doing my daily sets. I like working out at home instead of at a gym because, well, it's free and you can scratch yourself any place, anytime you like. Besides, if you go to a gym, the weight room is always full of large, sweaty, smelly guys who are clanging barbells around and making noises like a bunch of elephants with some kind of severe intestinal gas. And you go over into the sauna and there are always two overweight elderly ladies loudly discussing some kind of growths that they found on their pelvic areas. It's not pretty. Of course, there is a problem with working out by yourself at home. And the problem is that you can make up too many excuses. It's too easy. Lots of times I find myself saying, okay, time to work out. Let's do some push-ups. And myself says, well, all right, but, but not now. You know, it's been a long day. Better not do any tomorrow either because it's, it's pretty close to today, you know. Work out too often, next thing you know, you'll strain a ligament or something. I catch myself saying things like that to myself. The trick is just get started, of course. You have to warm up first, naturally. You know, you wake up your muscles kind of gradually, you know. You, you stretch a little, you scratch a bit. And then you go to the bathroom. You have to be careful because if you just start 
jerking your muscles around without warming up. You know, they're, they're going to get snotty, you know. And they, they could develop a condition known to the medical profession as a charley horse, which is often somewhat fatal. And when it's not, it makes you walk funny. Seriously, most days I do ride my bike. It is a no-gear-shift, no-nonsense, just grim determination, up-and-down-these-hills kind of bike. And I like to tease my lady wonder wench about the ladies who live on the next block. I like to tell her how they always come bouncing out of their houses in their little tank tops and short shorts with something nice and cold to drink for that nice, elderly, Louie Louie generation guy they always see riding his bike. I must admit, I I like to live a little dangerously. So yesterday I told Ms. Wench that one of them is so well endowed that I have considered suggesting to her that she might find it easier to walk if she were pushing a wheelbarrow. Yeah, that is pushing it a little, I know. But even that didn't get Wonder Wench going like she does when I'm driving. Her lips got all tight and her nostrils were flaring and her her eyes started tearing up. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm only kidding. It was all right, though. She just had a sneeze. I am in fairly good shape. Like a lot of Louie Louie generation guys, I can still do the Watusi and the swim and the mashed potatoes, you know. I have some problems with a limbo, but I can still do it. Even though when I do, Wonder Wench starts smiling in a, in a very detached kind of a way. Come to think of it, how come we don't have any new dances like the twist or the locomotion? Actually, maybe we do, and our kids just aren't telling us about them. There is something very limbic about dancing. Your limbic system lives in that little pea-sized thing at the bottom back of your brain. And it is a totally irresponsible little devil. It's the kind of wild thing that makes your heart sing, you know, and sees to it that everything is groovy. I love that word. It's from the 60s. Groovy. Makes my eyebrows wiggle when Wonder Wench wanders in wearing something that she says is a little more comfortable. Your limbic system is often a a troublemaker, even for those of us who are members of the Louie Louie generation and and remember well the immortal words of Big Louie, his own bad self, when he said, There is a difference between a girl who is wearing a miniskirt and a girl who is just wearing a skirt that's too short for her. Dick's details. A bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant things to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. According to the International Association of Architects Journal, 10 people will raise the temperature of a medium-sized room one degree per hour. I think that depends on what they're wearing and uh, the male and female mix and and what hour we're talking about. I mean, those are all variables, don't you think? If the answer is when it's a jar, what is the question? If the answer is when it's a jar, what's the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. If the answer is when it's a jar, what is the question? A guy on the Food Channel just said that you can tell when spaghetti is done because it will stick to a wall. Don't, don't do that. 
The AMA says a healthy adult male should be able to completely exhale a deep breath in three seconds. Depending, I think, on the physical attributes of any nearby female. Okay, if the answer is when it's ajar, the question is when is a door not a door? Okay, don't slam stuff like my door. There's worse stuff than that, and I know that stuff. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. Ought to do a little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends, because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. Let me take you back to a once upon a time, long time ago. It was the day that my lady wonder wench became my lady wonder wench. It was a tough time, tough day. It was a long time ago. Wrote a short story about it, and it's in the Love and Touch personal audio CD. The story's called Walls. Walls run all around our lives. Backyard fences that hide drying laundry and swimming pools. Mirror lens sunglasses that hide our eyes and our thoughts. Thin, polite smiles are walls. They hide sneers. And when hair is sprayed stiff enough, it keeps playful fingers and gentle breezes out. And there are walls you can't see, like the blank silences where gentle words should be, the space between single beds. There are even walls when people kiss, when she hugs herself instead of him forcing her elbows up between them and not letting her softness spread warm on his chest. And does he call that kissing her? He seems to enjoy hurting her mouth. I've met people who do without walls. Friends who welcome me to kitchens moist with cooking instead of formal living rooms. Some who flip quarters to see who'll buy the beer, but would give me every cent they had if I needed it. A few who listen when I talk, laugh with me when I'm happy cry with me when I fail. I even have friends, one or two, who really want me to succeed. And I have you. We've become two candles feeding one flame. But first we were good friends. And the change was on the night of the day that left me crumpled like an old raincoat carelessly tossed on a bed. You knew and you came. And because you're my friend, you came without stopping to straighten your seams or fix your hair or do makeup repair. And you came with bare legs and wind-fresh hair and soft, hurt eyes. The momentum of your coming so fast took you across a wall I didn't even know was there. You came so close that I touched your dress. At first, inside, it was like a squirrel nibbling peanuts from the crease of my palm. But when you trembled as my fingers touched your hair and you sat slowly, all soft, like folding fur, I was running naked into warm ocean surf. 
I do remember bending down to kiss your open lips and seeing your left shoulder touch your ear. You were all lips that night. And everywhere I touched you, you kissed my fingertips. I heard my voice say, I love you. My sweet lady, those words still rub against my teeth and lips as smooth and gentle as your skin. I love you. And I'm told I love you too much. And I love you in this way that the world calls outrageous. And I will not stop. And I'll do what must be done to protect you. Must I build walls? story called Walls. It's from the Love and Touch personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download one from the CD Baby icon. Now, before the sad man strikes, let me tell you about the summer stumper. What is it without which an airplane cannot fly, but which is of no value to the airplane? Now, I started telling you about this last week, and and nobody has come up with the right answer yet. Regardless of the valiant efforts of proud podcast participants like Dick Butler and Jim Duran and Eric the Pilot and Ms. Many Waters and Mike T. and Paul Berg, the Elorana guy, Pat Hood Miller, and, and lots of other good folks, the answer is not the pilot. It's not air, it's not insurance, and it's not the runway, and it's not lift. The answer isn't some kind of trick or some kind of joke. It's a real answer, and it is almost excruciatingly simple. Don't feel badly if you don't get it right away. Even some very high-time pilot friends of mine haven't come up with the right answer. So I will keep on annoying you with the summer stumper until someone rings the bell, which is a clue, by the way. Here it is again. What is it without which an airplane cannot fly, but which is of no value to the airplane? Give me a, an email at dick at dicksummer.com and we'll see if you can work out the summer stumper. My lady wonder wench listens to these podcasts. I'll let you know what she has to say about my comments concerning what I might call her slightly excessive verbal activities while I'm driving the car next time around. Truth is, That doesn't really bother me as much as when she is completely quiet. That is scary. But the scariest thing about my lady wonder wench really is her courage. It's amazing. Hasn't been easy through all of those chancy disc jockey years and the hot and heavy hypnotist time. And and now, now, I'm still a go-getter now, but going and getting it takes me a couple of trips. I don't know anybody else who would have stood by me with so much love and determination and faith and style and grace. Except when I'm driving the car.
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.